Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan. Hey math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. We've spent a lot of time recently investigating the very cool properties of the numbers known as perfect squares. Perfect squares, you'll remember, are all the numbers you get when you multiply some number by itself. As in 1, since 1 is equal to 1 times 1, 4, since 4 is equal to 2 times 2, 9, since 9 is equal to 3 times 3, and so on. I'm sure you'll agree with me that those were some pretty good times we've had with perfect squares. And I've got great news because those good times aren't over yet. In fact, I've got another question for us to think about that's related to perfect squares. Namely, if I give you a perfect square, can you figure out what number was squared to get that perfect square? By the end of this episode, you will. And you'll also be prepared to deal with some of the more common obstacles that you might encounter along the way. Imagine I give you a number and tell you that it's a perfect square. For example, let's say I give you the perfect square 49. We already know that since 49 is a perfect square, there must be some number that when multiplied by itself gives 49. This is a pretty simple example, so you probably already know the answer. But the real question that we need to think about is how can you figure out what this unknown number is for any perfect square? As it turns out, the answer to this question is relatively simple, and it's actually probably something you're already familiar with. We can find the unknown number we're looking for by taking what's called the square root of the perfect square. Using our example, the square root of the perfect square 49 is written using the very impressive-looking mathematical symbol that kind of looks like a check mark and is known as a radical, obviously because it's super radical. As we learned long ago when we first memorized the multiplication table, 7 times 7 is equal to 7 squared, and that's 49, which means that the square root of 49 is equal to 7. Easy, right? Sure, but is that all there is to it? Well, if you're really paying attention, you might be thinking, isn't it true that negative 7 times negative 7, which is negative 7 squared, is also equal to 49? And doesn't that mean that negative 7 is an equally valid answer? In other words, shouldn't we actually say that the square root of 49 is equal to either 7 or negative 7? My answer is, not really. Although you'll often see people make the claim that the square root of a number like 49 can be equal to negative 7 as well as 7, I think it's less confusing to think of square roots in terms of what's technically known as principal square roots, which are just the positive number square roots we've been talking about. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range, for more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan.
This discrepancy stems from the fact that in an equation like x squared is equal to 49, the variable x is a solution if it is equal to either the square root of 49, which is 7, or negative 1 times the square root of 49, which is negative 7. As you can check by plugging in these two values for x, either one will make the left and right sides of the equation the same. But saying that this equation has two possible values of x that make it true is not the same thing as saying that the square root of 49 itself is equal to two different numbers. So while an equation like this may have multiple solutions, I think it's best to think of the square root of a number as the single positive number that's also known as the principal square root, which means that the square root of 49 is just equal to 7. Since that was pretty simple to find, perhaps you're thinking that square roots aren't so tough to calculate after all. While it's definitely true that finding the square root of a perfect square is a relatively easy task, we shouldn't get too excited yet because life isn't always so simple. In particular, it's not nearly as easy to find the square root of non-perfect squares. For example, what's the square root of 60? Well, that's a lot harder to figure out because there is no whole number that you can multiply by itself to get 60. So what can we do to find it? We'll talk next time about some quick and dirty techniques that you can use to estimate square roots, since it's always nice to have tricks like that in your tool belt. But the truth is that your best bet for calculating most square roots, especially when high precision is needed, is usually to use a calculator or computer. After all, methods for calculating square roots by hand were developed hundreds of years ago before machines that could do the job existed. But now those machines do exist, and they're a lot faster and much more accurate than you and I are. So doesn't it make sense to use them? After all, we've got better things to do with our brains. Before we finish up, and before you get so excited that you run off to calculate square roots for the rest of the day, I should warn you that not every number has one. Which are those? Well, let's think about it. When you square a positive number, is the answer always positive or negative? It is. It's always positive. And when you square a negative number, is the answer always positive or negative? Again, it is. And again, it's always positive. Which means that the square of any number is always a positive number. So since there are no numbers that we can square to get back a negative number, at least none that we know of yet, we can conclude that negative numbers don't have square roots. With that, it's now time to test your square root-taking skills. Try to solve one-third of these problems exactly, another one-third of them approximately using a calculator, and finally, don't solve one-third of them at all. You can choose which method you want to use for each problem, but choose wisely. Problem 1. The square root of 16 is equal to what? Problem 2. The square root of negative 1 is equal to what? Problem 3. The square root of pi is equal to what? Problem 4. The square root of 81 is equal to what? Problem 5. The square root of negative 42 is equal to what? And finally, problem 6. The square root of 55 is equal to what? You can find the answers to these practice problems next week on the Math Dudes Facebook page. Okay, that's all the math we have time for today. Remember that you can email your math questions and comments to mathdude at quickanddirtytips.com, get updates about the podcast by following me on Twitter at twitter.com slash jasonmarshall, and become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook at facebook.com slash themathdude. If you like what you've heard in this episode, I'd greatly appreciate your ratings and reviews on iTunes. While you're there, please subscribe to the podcast to make sure you'll never miss a new episode. 
Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. Start your electric journey right here, right now. With a Volvo XC90 Recharge, our plug-in hybrid SUV with extended range. For more everyday electric journeys on a single charge with a hybrid option for longer adventures. Contact your local retailer to book a test drive or design your own vehicle at volvocars.com slash US. The Volvo XC90 Recharge Plug-In Hybrid. The electric car with a backup plan.